Hello and welcome into episode 17 of Sports Are Funny with George Arjour. Today's episode is going to be a jam-packed episode. We have a bunch of topics we want to get through. The NFL quarterback, most to gain and most to lose rankings that are remaining left in the NFL playoffs. We have um, you know, eight quarterbacks remaining. Which one of those have the most to gain? Which ones have the most to lose? We're going to rank those. We're going to talk about which teams are actually going to move on to the next round of the NFL playoffs. And we're going to do our bets against the spread. Uh, we're going to move on and talk about black coaches in the NFL versus black coaches in the NBA. Why is everyone talking about all of the black coaches that aren't getting hired in the M- NFL? Meanwhile, the NBA only has five black coaches. Could this be a problem for the NBA? We'll talk about that. And then an Instagram model named Tammy Hembro from Australia said all of one team slid into her DMs. Every single one of those players on every one of the players on that team did. I don't know if that's true, but we're going to examine which team could it be and which sport could it be. But first, um, this episode is brought to you by Sonsports.com. That's S-O-N-T Sports.com. People always want ask me, George, what does SON stand for? And it stands for Sports on Tap. And this is Sports Radio Redefined. But first, before we get started, um, follow me on Twitter at Gjarjour and at Instagram at Gjarjour. And finally, um, don't forget to give this five stars, subscribe, and um, follow it on Twitter and Instagram. You'll see it in the show notes. So thank you for doing that. And first, a word from our sponsor. So stay tuned for Sports Are Funny. NFL wild our divisional round playoffs are right in front of us now we're ready to roll we're two days away from the NFL playoffs where we have four four games this weekend four games are going to be exceptional the Vikings 49ers the Titans Ravens Texas Chiefs Seahawks Packers not to mention the national championship game which we'll talk about here in a little bit as well give you my thoughts and predictions on who's going to be crowned the national championship and it's kind of an interesting national championship this year because this is the first time maybe in a long time or any time i could actually remember maybe the matt leinert versus vince young days um was the last time well even then you didn't there weren't two top one picks but we're gonna have the number one nfl draft pick joe burrow uh who most likely if all goes according to plan the number one pick in the draft joe burrow facing off versus if all goes to plan number one pick of next year's draft trevor lawrence and i don't think that happens very often so it's pretty cool so um we're gonna that's gonna be pretty fun so today what we're gonna do we're gonna do like a little bit before we get to that speaking of quarterbacks we're going to rank which quarterbacks have the most to gain and which quarterbacks have the most to lose. Uh, we're going to rank them one through eight. And then I'm just going to go ahead and rank them from one to eight, which ones have the most to gain, which ones have most to lose. And then after that, I'm going to explain my thoughts and theories behind each one and why I put them where they are. But I'll give you a little synopsis on, on the way on why I ranked each one of these quarterbacks. So here we go. This is the ranking. Which quarterbacks in the NFL divisional playoffs have the most to gain 
all the way down to who have the most to lose. Number one, the most to gain is Jimmy Garoppolo. I believe Jimmy Garoppolo, if he goes on a run here for the rest of the playoffs and this game and wins a Super Bowl, can be crowned into those elite quarterbacks in the NFL. Second is Kirk Cousins. I mean, there's been a lot of slander about Kirk Cousins, uh, about how he's not a franchise quarterback, how he's not, you know, shouldn't even get that money, how he's stealing money from Minnesota. He finally won a big game, his first playoff game last week against the Saints. And if he wins this game and moves on to the NFC Championship, I think that ends all um, conversation about him not being able to win the big game. So this is a very important game for uh, Kirk Cousins. He comes at second most to gain. Then it's Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, three and four, and you can switch them four and three. Uh, both of these guys have won Super Bowls. Both of these guys are really good quarterbacks. Both of these guys are known to be legendary quarterbacks who kind of cemented themselves already in the Hall of Fame. They both can gain a lot by winning a second Super Bowl. That's why I have Aaron Rodgers three and Russell Wilson four, because technically, um, Russell Wilson's going to, not technically, he's probably going to play a lot longer in the NFL than Aaron Rodgers is because of the age difference. Five, Deshaun Watson. Um, he's kind of where he is. He has he has a lot of room to grow. If he wins a Super Bowl, he can really move up those rankings. But he's already known as a pretty good quarterback. Six, Ryan Tannehill. Um, another guy that he can mostly he can gain his contract. I don't believe Ryan Tannehill is going to be able to really – um, and put the team on his back and win. This team is a running team. Derrick Henry is kind of the catalyst behind it all. Eight, seven, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I don't think he has much to lose or gain. He's kind of already the guy, and we all know where he is, and he's going to be able to go far no matter what. And the most to lose is Lamar Jackson. If Lamar Jackson doesn't get the job done and loses in the first round of the playoffs, a lot of questions will be asked this offseason about Lamar Jackson. Uh, could he do it next year? The MVP season will kind of be all washed away. So Lamar Jackson has the most to lose. So that's Jimmy Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Ryan Tannehill, Patrick Mahomes, and Lamar Jackson. So those are my rankings um, on who I have from 1 to 8 to the most to gain and most to lose. Um, I just want to elaborate a little bit more on it. Um, if you heard the first part of this on the Instagram page, uh, this is now part of the podcast. I kind of um, went through both. And I just want to say, I really believe a lot of these guys actually don't have much to lose. Like, this is kind of what I want to get to. Like, if you want to go look at this, Jimmy Garoppolo has the most to gain. Kirk Cousins has a lot to gain. Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson have a lot to gain. Outside of winning Super Bowls, like this kind of a ratio, right? The Super Bowl, everyone can gain a lot from winning a Super Bowl. But some people won't lose much for not winning a Super Bowl. Ryan Tannehill wouldn't lose anything about where he is. Deshaun Watson wouldn't lose anything. And Patrick Mahomes probably wouldn't lose anything either because they know that he's going to have another opportunity to do this down the line. So I think it's really important to keep that in mind when you're looking at these quarterbacks and these matchups and what these games actually mean to the quarterbacks. And it's kind of funny. If you actually look at it through you know, the lens here, uh, I put Jimmy Garoppolo 1 and Kirk Cousins 2, and they play each other. I put Aaron Rodgers 3 and Russell Wilson 4. They play each other. And then I put... Um, and then the second group of guys, Deshaun Watson faces off against Lamar Jackson, five and eight. No, sorry, 
Deshaun Watson faces off against Patrick Mahomes, five and seven, and Ryan Tannehill and Lamar Jackson face off six and eight. So it's a kind of very, you know, it's interesting how all these guys kind of, you know, blend into each other and with the matchups. Uh, let me know if you agree, disagree with all these guys, but this is where I believe the eight quarterbacks lie here in the NFL draft. Uh, NFL draft in the NFL playoffs and where I believe all of them are really standing on where they get where they have to gain where they have to lose and all that so check that out um i've also posted on my instagram at gjourjour i'll also post it on twitter uh i kind of want to talk for a moment about black coaches um it seems like every week we have something political well before we get to that let me give you you know we'll talk about the black coaches for a minute and then we'll get into our nfl picks and our college football picks for the week black coaches in the nfl we were down to three of them i think we had eight in 2018 if we want to talk minorities we have four and we have um nine back in 2018 so a lot of them have lost their jobs but people are acting like the nfl's racist and i'm not going to go in here and you know dissect the rooney rule or talk about what i believe is the problem blah 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 but i want to talk about the hypocrisy of the media um why because if there are three three black coaches in the nfl right uh, it is about 12 percent 12 percent of the nfl's minority and 12 percent of the um of the you know population is so it kind of equals the population so i don't think there's like a huge problem i think if we don't get uh a change here in the upcoming years i think we could definitely have problems down the line about where we should be looking at and whether or not it's right or wrong like down the line i just don't think today is really the day where it's right to say oh uh there's not enough nfl black coaches we need to go hire a bunch of them unless it never ever evens out right like let's say for the next five years we stay at three or go down to two or go only to one and we don't see an increase in it i'm ready to talk about that but what i want to talk about is why is the media continually say the nfl's racist the nfl needs more black head coaches i can't believe the nfl's this i can't believe the nfl's that when the nfl has you know i i don't know the exact percentage but i'm going to pull it up for you right now percentage of nfl that is african-american where the percentage of the NFL is 68% African-American. And yeah, there's less than 68%, always going to be less than 68% black coaches. And if you actually go look at the percentage of the NBA that is black, you have about 75% of the NBA is black and they only have five black head coaches. And a predominantly African-American league in, in the NBA, it's just interesting to me that the media doesn't seem to push this agenda that the NBA has a problem. I don't know if people can even name all the black coaches in the NBA. So I'm going to go ahead and name them. Lloyd Pierce of the Atlanta Hawks, Dwayne Casey of the Detroit Pistons, Nate McMillan of the Indiana Pacers, um, Doc Rivers of the Los Angeles Clippers, and Alvin Gentry of the New Orleans Pelicans, who might not last through the season and would bring us down to only four head coaches. And if you actually want to go look through this list, and being all honesty, Lloyd Pierce might get fired because Atlanta is a dumpster fire. Dwayne Casey might get fired. Detroit's a dumpster fire. Um, and 
Alvin Gentry could get fired because New Orleans is massively underachieved this year. And if those three get fired, I don't know who's their interim coaches is going to be. But if they were all white, you'd end up with only Doc Rivers and Nate McMillan, who are fantastic coaches. So my question here is not whether or not we need more black head coaches or less black head coaches because obviously it'd be better to have a better representation of and let's not forget monty williams is also there so i think that makes it actually six coaches two three four five six coaches i apologize in the nba um and another guy with teams underachieving in monty williams so he could get fired it's it's just ridiculous that the nfl media pushes this agenda meanwhile the nba's media doesn't even mention it so i wanted to point that out in the world we live in so always take a look and say hey what's going on here and in my opinion something could be going on but at the same time you cannot just right away go to racism i just wonder why the nba seems to get away with doing things that the NFL cannot. It's just a media question. It's just a thing where I wonder sometimes what is the agenda? What is the underlying message here? I want to get on to my NBA picks or my NFL picks and my college football picks for the week. Um, We're going to talk more in depth about these in my podcast with my brother, Sammy Jorjour, called That Being Said Podcast. We kind of break it down a lot more than I'm going to hear. I'm just going to, if you don't listen to that podcast, I feel like I owe it to you guys to give you my picks and what I really believe is going to happen this weekend and that and who the final four are going to be in the NFL and then give you a little bit about the national championship game that's on Monday and where I think that's going because I think that's important for us all to know. All right. So let's just go in order of games being played. Um, this week we have a, a you know, it's split up. Last week we had both NFC games on Sunday, both AFC games on Saturday. This week we have one and one of each on each day of a week. So that's always interesting uh, how that worked out last week because I don't think it usually works out like that, but it just happened to for once um, last week. All right. So. Let's get started here. Uh, we got the Vikings and 49ers are the first game. They open up the NFL playoffs on the divisional round. You got Kirk Cousins, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to re- rehash my gain-to-lose list, who is number two on my gain-to-lose gain list, to, versus number one, Jimmy G. Jimmy G has so much to gain in this game, and so do Kirk Cousins. Both of these quarterbacks were kind of a, you know, a lot of media members kind of went into this season questioning whether or not these guys are good enough to be quarterbacks that can lead their team to high success. Both of them have now led them to the divisional round of a playoffs. One of them has led them to an overall number one seed in Jimmy Garoppolo. And I believe that with that being said, Jimmy Garoppolo with the number one seed also has a lot to lose here if for some reason they lose the game, I, which I don't believe they will. I believe they're a superior team to the uh, Vikings. I actually believe that this is one of those games, and I know some people might disagree here. I kind of see a blowout coming here between the Vikings and 49ers. Um, I'm going to take the Vikings, uh, the 49ers minus 7 at home. So obviously I have them moving on to the NFC Championship game. 
I just think that the Vikings won their Super Bowl last week. Uh, the way they they celebrated after the game, the way they acted after the game, the way the they handled the press conference and stuff after the game. Sometimes I feel like an emotional win like that can only lead to a letdown in the next game. So I'm going to take 49ers minus 7 and 49ers obviously to win the game outright. Titans versus Ravens. Uh, I'm going to take the Titans plus 10 here. Uh, it's a lot of points, but the Ravens to win the game, um, kind of, you know, one of those where it's kind of a backdoor cover by the Titans, a little bit of a sloppy game. I know the Ravens have been able to really move the ball a lot this post uh, this season, and, and so have the Titans, two teams that run the ball exceptionally well, and that's why I kind of think it's a low-scoring game where the Titans play keep away and the Ravens run the ball a lot, and the clock is moving quite a bit. And Baltimore never gets that minus 10. Baltimore also has been coming through. Um, not coming through, sorry. has come, It's coming into a game where they haven't had their starters play in three weeks. So I think there could be a little rust on the Ravens. Give me the Titans plus 10, but the Baltimore Ravens to win the game and reach the AFC Championship. Texans and Chiefs. Uh, Kansas City's minus 10. Give me Texans plus 10. I like the Texans here. I, I think the Texans actually are going to have a chance to win this game. I'm still picking the Kansas City Chiefs to win. Uh, they're the better football team. They, they're they just better than the Texans. Like That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. But I think the Texans are kind of underrated here in how they can keep the game close. They have gone to Kansas City earlier in the season and beat the Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs uh, to win the game, but the Texans to keep it close at mine at plus 10 seahawks packers green bay minus five give me the seahawks plus five and honestly give me the seahawks to win this game i know it sounds like a homer pick i am from seattle i'm not here to pick four straight home teams and have the number one two seed one two seed all facing off i think there's always going to be one upset in the divisional round and i believe it's the seattle seahawks going to lambeau field where i believe they've lost their last nine games in lambeau field believe it or not i think it's zero and nine in their last nine uh, someone correct me if I'm wrong on that exact number, but to get the win in Green Bay. So give me the Seahawks plus five and the Seahawks to win the game outright. And that will set up an NFC championship game of the Seahawks at 49ers and the Chiefs at Ravens. On to the national championship. Um, I kind of I like LSU's chances in this game, but it's really going to go show. Like, what is Trevor Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence has not lost a game in his whole entire collegiate career. Trevor Lawrence is the real deal. Joe Burrow is the real deal. Last year, we saw a team in Clemson as underdogs just come in and blow Alabama out of the water. And we see LSU as six-point favorites entering this game. And I think that's absurd. Give me Clemson plus six. And give me Clemson to win this game. Trevor Lawrence is special. Clemson's has kind of been under the radar the whole season. I believe this is going to be a game for the ages, but I really like Clemson's chances here. I think Clemson wins this game outright. I think the whole entire Trevor Lawrence um, experience continues. The one thing I'm worried about, the game is in Louisiana, in the Superdome, not too far from Baton Rouge. Um Two great coaches, but I believe that Dabo Sweeney's been there before, which he has. He's won it before, twice. And I just think that Clemson kind of takes that staple, puts their foot on the ground, have won their third would have won their third championship in four years, and say, Hey guys, we're the real dynasty, not Alabama. So give me Clemson to win this game. 
All right, we're going to take a quick break here. We're going to come back. We're going to talk Instagram models, um, which team I believe is the correct team that one Instagram model said slipped into her DMs, the whole entire team. Stay tuned after a quick break. All right, our last story of the day. We have an uh, Instagram model named Tammy Hembro, who actually she's been in the news multiple times this week. Um, the first time she was in the news was because um, she shared a picture of her in a wet t-shirt and was selling bikinis online and said she was going to take all the proceeds of the money. She's from Australia and go ahead and donate it all profits to help donate uh to the wildfires going on in australia so that's always a good thing uh people sharing money but then of course she got slammed because this is the internet and these days whatever you do you can't make people happy she learned that the the quick way looks like this time because she knows that uh she can't do it so she deleted the post blah 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 put up a new post raise a bunch of money good for her she you know, I have no problem with her doing what she needs to do to raise money, especially for a good cause. And it was on her brand because she posts provocative pictures. So, yeah, I mean, what do you expect? You know, uh, call a spade a spade when you see it. And that's what she is. She's a spade. <laughs> so now she goes ahead and on her own podcast, which hopefully, you know, guys send her a DM, tell her to come on mine and we'll find out if I'm right. It's called Hanging with the Hembros, which is her and her sisters, Emily and Amy. Her name is Tammy. Tammy, Emily, and Amy seem like a great group of girls. Um, said that she gets a lot of DMs from athletes. She said, I swear to God, every single athlete in the world has slipped into my DMs. Well, we know that's not true. Not every single athlete in the world has. I mean, she's probably exaggerating. But she went on to say, um, there's a team out there that every single one of their players slid into her DMs. Now, I decided I want to kind of find out which team could this be. She didn't say what team it was, didn't say want to say what team it was, and I feel like it, I need to do my due diligence here and make a statement and decide who it is. I know a lot of people went right away with the uh, 76ers because they have... Um, ben Simmons, who is from Australia, and he, you know, hangs out with the Kardashians. They got Joel Embiid, who will use social media quite a bit. But I thought it was way, way, way too obvious. So I did not go with the 76ers. I went with the Phoenix Suns. And here's why. The start of Aaron Baines, who is from New Zealand, but spent a lot of time in high school in Australia, playing in Australia, grew up there, probably goes to the land of Down Under and goes to New Zealand and Oceania, part of the world all the time. He's the catalyst of why. And then from there, I went through the rest of the guys on the team. DeAndre Ayton, 21 years old, not probably not married, super young. Devin Booker, 23, not uh, probably not married. Mikael Bridges, probably not married. Javon Carter, 24. 
Cheek Diallo, 23. Jared Harper, 22. Ty Jerome, 22. Cameron Johnson, 23. Tyler Johnson, old guy on the team, 27. Frank Kaminsky, 26. Jalen Leck, 19. Ellie Okobo, 22. Kelly Obrey Jr., who just by looking at the motherfucker looks like he DMs everybody, is 24. And we have two Europeans left on the team, Ricky Rubio and Dario Saric. Looking uh, through people's uh, spouses, Ricky Rubio is also not married. Dario Saric has a girlfriend. So I don't know. Maybe Dario Saric is not a culprit here. But when she says their whole team, I think she meant to say practically the whole team. And the Phoenix Suns, to me, are a prime example of a team that would be just fit and perfect to do this. I mean, just go through the team. Tyler Johnson looks like he'd do it. Cameron Johnson looks like he'd do it. Kelly Obro Jr. probably does it with less hesitation than his jump shot. DeAndre Ayton ain't scared to bend the rules a little bit on, on social you know antics by taking steroids. I mean, shit, Devin Booker's never seen a shot he doesn't like. It has to be the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, yeah, Frank Kaminsky maybe doesn't do it. Maybe Dario Saric. Ricky Rubio, he's not married. He's only 29 years old. Ricky Rubio being 29, by the way, is the most like odd thing ever. I feel like he's been in our lives for 15 years, which he probably has. So the Phoenix Suns are the team, I believe, that fell into the DMs of Tammy Hembro. <laughs> and we're going to end with that today. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. As always, rate five stars, subscribe, share with friends. And this episode has been brought to you by sonsports.com. That's S-O-N-T sports.com. Check us out for some great articles. Um, like this article about the girl who had a whole team slide into her DMs. Where can you find an article like that? Sonsports.com. And you know where else you can find these type of things on Twitter? Follow us on Twitter at all our Twitters. Uh, first, there's me at G J A R J O U R, and on Instagram at G J A R J O U R. Sports are funny pod on Instagram and Twitter. That's sports, the letter R, funny pod on Instagram and Twitter. So check us out there. Thank you so much for listening. This has been episode 17 of Sports Are Funny with George R. J O U R. Hope you guys have a fantastic divisional round weekend and national championship. All right, we're signing off. Stay safe and. That's why sports are funny. Oh, thank you.